What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 193. How much you should spend on an engagement ring. Hey Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So Katie, quite an interesting topic. And I think that there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to this. Yeah, I mean, obviously girls are just thinking like the bigger and the shinier, the better. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but is that always what you should be considering though? I think that there's a lot of different sides to the coin and... You know, like we're going to dive into that throughout this episode, including like industry standards. Right. But yeah, definitely an interesting topic. So before we dive right in, if you guys haven't already, we'd love to if you joined our Facebook community, head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group and come and say hi. And then don't forget, we have a special shout out. Yeah. So a very special shout out on today's episode to Naomi. We believe you've been really enjoying our episodes and thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. All right, Kate, are you ready to dive right in? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So this is a big question. Okay. I think it's a big question for guys and girls. And I think a lot of sort of figuring out finances is something that should happen earlier on than later on. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And I want to say a lot of times girls, well, in the movies anyway, whenever a girl gets proposed to, most times it's completely out of the blue. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know we were really serious. And now you're proposing. The difference between that and real life is I want to say most girls have an idea that it's at least coming. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, hopefully you've been in a relationship for a while and, you know, you can sort of figure out, okay, like we've been dating for a long time and this is kind of the direction that we're both going. But like, there definitely are two different expectations or expectations that come into it. There's there's like what the lady's considering and then there's the guy's like personal financial situation. So two big things. (laughs) Two massive things. And I think you can't underestimate enough like how important both of them are, you know? And it's like anything in life and anything in a relationship. When you are trying to find that balance, there's about, there, there has to be some kind of a compromise. Right. So the, you need to find that line between the girl's dream ring but not going to bankrupt really your future family situation. Because once you get married and everything, things are going to start getting tied in. And do you want to have to go into debt over a ring? Or would you rather be a little bit more conservative and maybe not spend as much, but still get a beautiful ring? Yeah. So I think that the girl's expectations are probably one of the guy's biggest 
pain points if I have to, if I had to say. So guys, for the most part, don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know what the girl wants. We don't know what they like. We don't know what their style is. And sometimes trying to find that, you know, sweet spot can be a little, little bit hard. And, and I think like a lot of ways you can sort of use to sort of remedy this. Like number one, you know, get her to go shopping with her girlfriends and like get them to go and go try on rings. And maybe it's a friend that's like hopefully wanting to get engaged soon. So it isn't as obvious, but you obviously are both trying on rings and it's a fun girl outing or whatever the case is. That's a nice sneaky way that you could sort of suss out what she's into. That is quite sneaky. Yeah. And like, I think otherwise, if you're even with the girl as well, you know, like going, walking home, you walk past the jewelry store, it's late at night, they're closed. You just look in the window and you like, you know, make a game out of choosing what stones you both like or what rings you both like. And I think that that's a nice way to sort of gauge the the style that the girl likes. Or if I know some girls have been a little bit more, uh, I want to say non-pushy when it comes to, you know, kind of letting their boyfriend know that they're ready for the next step is casually leaving magazines around the apartment. Yeah, sort of like, <laughs> what, like wedding magazines? Or? Yeah, or like <laughs> ring pictures or, you know, tagging people on Facebook. Like, hey, you know, just so you know, like, I like this. Yeah. Because sometimes, as sad as it is, women have to kind of steer the, the boys into the right direction. Yeah, I totally agree. And so here's the thing, right? Like, De Beers, which is one of the biggest um, diamond, like, controllers in the whole world, they advocate spending three months salary. Now, the three months rule, I would say is quite an outdated thing. And obviously, it's in their interest to try and make you spend as much money as possible. So that's a great rule for them. But in this day and age, is three months realistic? Also, is that three months your gross salary, your net salary? Is it your money after all your expenses? Like, what does that actually mean? How long should you actually save up for an engagement ring? And I think it's, it's, it's really a little bit tough to sort of figure out exactly what that sweet point is for you. I personally feel like three months is a long time because that's a three-month salary. You still have bills coming in and everything. So that three-month salary marker to save up for could take months and months and months, depending on what other expenses look like. Yeah, and say we assume that you're saving 10% of your salary every month which is probably realistic for most people, that's going to take a long time to save up mm -hmm. three months worth of gross salary. So I don't think that that's necessarily something that you can go off these days. But then what is the rule? Like, where do you sort of find that sweet spot? I think that, you know, trying to find that balance and sort of what you can reasonably afford is really important because there's a number of things at play here. Now, number one, you don't want to disappoint this future wife of yours. You know, you want to make sure that she's satisfied with what you gave her. But number two, you also don't want to make yourself broke, you right. know, and end up taking out massive amounts of debt to buy a ring. And, you know, like I'm, I was reading an article the other day and it said the average engagement ring costs about $6,000, like US dollars. So that is a significant amount of money. That's a lot of money. That's a ton of money. And, you know, like that may not be three months worth of salary for most Americans. But it sort of gives you an idea as to how much money people are spending on average. So I want to turn a little bit away from the money side. And 
And like you said, boys don't know typically. And there are some rules that you should follow when it comes to looking at a diamond to make sure that it is a nice diamond. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and I, for me at least, I don't necessarily care how big the diamond is, but it needs to be sparkly. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the four C's? Yeah. So the four C's are color, clarity, cut, and carrot. And now all of them obviously weigh up different proportions in relation to the price. So you want to sort of find the sweet spot between all those different things. And I would say if you definitely want to get a diamond and let's be real, like most women want a diamond when it comes to getting engaged. If they want a diamond, you need to find something that's within your price range. But it's important that it's not the most massive stone in the world if it's not going to have great other specs, like if it's not going to be, if it's not going to have a good cut or a good color or good clarity, you can have a big stone, but it's not even going to sparkle. So what's the point? Right. You know, so rather get a smaller stone, but make it a better stone. So have better clarity, better color and better cut because it's going to reflect light a lot better and it's going to look a lot better. Um, you know, when she's showing off her friends or whatever. <laughs> and let me tell you, then that does matter. Yeah, no, it does. Like people want to see it sparkling and it definitely makes people happy when they look down and they see a sparkly ring. And I want to point out because I always thought that, you know, boys decided it was time to propose and they went to like a jewelry store and they looked at the counter and they picked one out and then bada bing, bada boom, you're done and you walk out the door with a bag and you can propose that night which I'm sure can happen. Right. But then I've also learned that you can get rings made specifically. Yeah, you can get them custom designed. And you can shop around for the right diamond. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit more after the break. But before that, we're just going to take a quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor, Money Clan, we are in the final stages of putting together our debt destruction course. You can head on over to chainofwealth.com forward slash debt course. Kate and I are putting together an awesome course teaching you exactly how you can get out of debt. And we're giving it away to five lucky people. We've had a ton of interest so far and some really inspirational stories of people that are really struggling to get out of debt and they have the most inspirational ways they're trying to achieve it, but they just don't know what to do. We really want to help you guys out and give you access to this course, but you can sign up for the sponsorship or even for the waiting list for the course. That's chainofwealth.com forward slash debt course. And we're back. So yeah, okay. It's like, you know, I definitely think that getting your own ring designed is definitely an option. And I think it's a lot more affordable than what people actually realize. You know, like a lot of people think, oh, custom jewelry, you're going to pay a ton of money. But let's be real, like you're buying an engagement ring. It's not a small purchase to begin <laughs> with. So maybe, you know, you want to get something designed in the way that you want to get it designed and have your own personal sort of flair on it. And that way you have the know-how that you design something specifically for her. And it adds a little bit of romance to the engagement as well, because it's not just some mass-produced ring. It's something that's being thought about and you took the time to have it designed. Well, and when you're taking the time to design it and shop around and and really check to make sure that it is the right stone for her, you can probably find some differentiation on price as well. So it's also shopping around for the right size, but 
also the right price. Yeah. So let's chat about what happens if you can't afford a diamond. Okay. And like, I think a lot of people fall into this bucket as well. So I don't want to forget about them. If you can't afford a diamond and- you Or know, you don't, your girl doesn't want a diamond because not all, all girls do want diamonds. Right. Or your girl doesn't want a diamond. You know, like there are other things you can consider, like getting a cubic zirconia, which is also a clear stone. It looks like a diamond. Yes, it's not a diamond. It's not going to be a sparkly, but it's still a white stone, you know, and it's still going to make her feel special. And, you know, if you really just don't have the money for it, you can always upgrade that stone at a later point. Right. You know, like a lot of people say that, you know, spending money on material things is a waste of money. And in some respects, yes, it is. Not everyone can afford to do it. And some people shouldn't afford it, especially if you have a ton of debt that you're paying off. But if you are not in that position, you know, then why not? You know, like spend a little bit of money on someone you love. It's going to be something that she's going to spend the rest of her life wearing. And, you know, it's a very special and intimate thing. I think that like, you know, when it comes to jewelry, you don't often realize how intimate a jewelry purchase really can be. No, it definitely can be. And I want to add to your fact that if you don't have the money for a diamond or if your wife-to-be doesn't want a diamond, I know a really popular style is a lot of times getting like your birthstone or her birthstone for the centerpiece and then maybe some smaller diamonds around it or something like that. So for example, I would have had like a big, my birthday is in May, so I would have an emerald stone and then some small diamonds around it. And that's also very lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. And just another top secret tip as well is when you are buying diamonds, the bigger the stone is, the significantly more expensive it is. So if you were to just get more smaller diamonds, even if you got a cluster, even if you got a lot of smaller diamonds, it would be significantly cheaper than one bigger stone. But still sparkly. But still sparkly, yeah. So like you can definitely find a sweet spot for you and find that point where you're happy with what you're purchasing. And, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having a lot of smaller stones. Maybe, maybe your girlfriend prefers it that way or whatever, you know? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, being able to say, you know, I've still got diamonds. It's a style that I like. Good for you. Yeah. I think the bottom line is to be on the same playing field and have an idea of what both people are comfortable with. And you can even go ahead and set a price limit. Like, okay, I think that we could afford a ring between this much and this much. Yeah. And look, I also think that having that discussion with your partner is not a bad thing. I think when it comes to someone that you're looking to spend the rest of your life with, it's important to be able to have money conversations Mm -hmm. and to get on the same page. I 100% agree. You know, it's critically important. Like if you have debts, talk about it. If you you know, like if you are a big spender, talk about it. If you're a big saver, talk about it too. Because, you know, typically in a relationship, you're one or the other. You're either the spender or the saver. Yeah. Well, and it's a really great way to open that conversation up about talking about money because maybe you haven't talked about money before at all. And now it can be kind of, it can be that opening gateway. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. And I think, Kate's like, When it comes to just making some kind of a big purchase like this, you want to make sure that you do the right thing. Absolutely. You know, so getting on that same page is critical. Knowing what he or she wants is critical. You know, like making sure that you're aligned and that you have the same goals. I think if anything, it's going to make your relationship stronger 
mm-hmm. and it's going to make you feel like, you know, you're within your limits if you're the one purchasing the ring. And if you're the one receiving the ring as well, you don't want to put someone out. Right. No, I agree. Cool. Well, before we wrap up today's episode, I know you want to say a very big thank you to a couple people. So... Yeah, I just want to give a big thank you to you, my excellent co-host. Oh, too kind, and to you as well. Yeah, our listeners, thank you so much for listening to us and all of your support. And a big thank you to our editor, Brian. And if you have not already, please check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. And lastly, if you did enjoy today's podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. Every little bit helps and we read every single review. So definitely leave us a review. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.